This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? That's right, guys. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR. Are the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, we have had a great show so far. In the first half of the show, we talked about the N-word, the Confederate flag, and we talked about racism in America in 2015, and we had a great guest, Nicholas Powers. Then we had a news roundup where we talked about the New York Knicks destroying my soul again. We (laughs) talked about Donnie McClurklin, and we also talked about some stuff that I don't remember, so I'm not going to mention it. And if you're wondering who I'm here talking with, it's Selena Hill. Carlos Pazmino and Jackie Trap Queen Bass Goddess Cohen. And she's also my <laughs> half Jewish sister. Yes. That's how things work over here. And now, guys, <laughs> we are talking about same sex marriage. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I actually have some notes because despite what Selena thinks, I take notes sometimes. No, I don't. <laughs> I just read articles. So, anyways, guys, in the landmark decision, the U.S. Supreme Court on June 26 struck down the state's same sex marriage bans. So, as you guys know, before June 26, there were certain states that literally put bans on same sex marriages. How many? Was it like 17 still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. 17 states. No, 26 states actually had like constitutional bans for same sex marriage. Okay. Right. But yeah. some still like have like, you know, legislation that said that, you know, we're not going to perform the yeah. marriage. The, the accurate number was like more like 17 had like embedded in their constitution. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Pardon, pardon. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that correction, Carlos. And that that was literally like a thing that they were doing. This has been a battle that's been a long time coming. And it's amazing because if we just look at 20 years ago, the conversation was like, can we at least have a civil union? Yeah. Like where we can at least like, you know, get benefits from each other. Or can we, I mean, at Not- least have the type of sex that we want to have without being criminally prosecuted that was yeah. not so long ago that we were having that, that conversation very one yeah, yeah. like something. can we not make you know me kissing my boyfriend sodomy law can right. we not do that <laughs> because that's not cool and we've gone from that to this yeah. where the law is legal so i will just read you a quick quote and it says no union is more profound than marriage for it embodies the highest ideals of love fidelity devotion sacrifice and family And this is from Justice Anthony Kennedy, who joined the court's liberals in a major opinion. And he wrote, the challengers ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. The Constitution grants them that right. So now, if you haven't followed this case, you know, Justice Scalia says that the Constitution does not grant you dignity, which, you know, we can, we can, and then he says that, like, slavery didn't strip black people of no, dignity. that was Thomas. And, um, oh, Clarence, Clarence Thomas, Thomas pardon me. That, Clarence yeah. Thomas. Clarence Thomas says slavery does not strip people of dignity. Clarence Thomas is also black, and he's also the Uncle Ruckus Ben Carson of the Supreme <laughs> Court, in case oh. you were wondering. He's probably Don Lemon's father. So, they said... He said that does not strip you of dignity and all these other things, which we all know is kind of pretty, really freaking stupid. And this is amazing because it comes the as the weekend for Pride weekend in New York City was about to go down. So, you know, this entire weekend has been turned up and everyone is so happy and so excited and dancing and twerking and listening to music. And all these things are going on. But while all this is happening, we have seen some huge backlash from some very specific people. The Republican Party has had some very problematic, to say the least, responses to it. Jeb Bush had the most neutral, and he said that through my religion, I believe that marriage, that there's, there's a certain tradition for marriage. But I support this because it's the land of the law. Mike Huckabee says that we had activist judges. We had Rick Santorum saying we don't have to listen to the Supreme Court. We had Rick Perry who promised that he will just ignore the law in Texas what? and that if he's president, he will like ignore the Supreme Court's law. Then we had Donnie McClurkin speaking. We had a few friends on my page who I had to delete speaking. Can really? I what did they thing? say? Um, Carlos, the floor is yours. Ted Cruz wants to 
unelect the Supreme Court justices. <laughs> Ted- I can't. Ted Cruz, is that even, why would you even say something like that? Can because, that happen ever? No, you need to get it amended in the Constitution, but. Hey. <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, like, Genius. the amount of hatred that, that, that came out of the Republican Party was, well, it was expected. But there's also a lot of, you know, great support from, you know, SC Cup and Meghan McCain and, yeah. you know, all of these all of these people who are going to be the new face of, the, of the Democratic Party. Because I, in my opinion, it's only about time. The new time. face of the Republican I, Party, it, not the... Right. They, but that but the difference is that they're not elected officials, they're political they're commentators. Exactly. And so that's where we see and you know, that's why I was a little bit surprised. I mean, not really, but right. you know, you hear from right, from Essie Cup and from Meghan McCain who have been sort of these progressive Republican commentators, mm-hmm. like right. somewhat progressive, um, in a sense, you know, in to a degree, um, saying that we're moving towards this sort of equality and acceptance, mm-hmm. yet um every single presidential Candidate came out saying, "No, no, no, yeah. we don't agree with this at all." Yeah, I was Republican presidential candidate Selena. That's um, what I mean. Yeah. So I don't understand this point. What I've been seeing a lot of backlash is from people who are somewhat engaged in the Black Lives Matter movement, and a number of them have been calling this ruling a distraction. Even mm-hmm. gay, wow. gay black people have been saying that. You know, the, the SCOTUS ruling and Supreme Court ruling, you know, why is it coming out now? Can we concentrate on black people getting shot? Damn, I've been Selena. hearing that a lot. You and I, I wanted to hear what you, like, Girl, definitely want to hear what Stanley had to say about chill, that. Chill, chill. That's all I was saying. Shh, I'm, that's for later. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a list of call Shoot. now. So, yeah. But you got to, I want to hear what you have to say we, about we, that. We are going to talk about yeah. that. Okay. And I know I'll get recorded on Snapchat, so I'll brace myself <laughs> for that. But we do have a call on the line. This is Alyssa. She is actually um, conducting gay marriages right now. As you know, she follows so the gay agenda. Them? So, six. 6 a.m. she has <sighs> breakfast which is egg whites and oatmeal at 8 a.m. she goes to the gym and then <laughs> at 9 a.m. she goes shopping <laughs> then from 10 to 6 she pushes the gay agenda oh so Alyssa God. tell us about your gay agenda hey guys I'm calling you from the parade we're down here we're just getting kicked off it's really exciting but you know I caught the end of what Jackie was saying and what I'll add to that is that back in a case in 1943 called West Virginia School Board versus Barnett Justice Jackson said that fundamental rights may not be submitted to a vote. And that's really the key here when it comes to Justice Kennedy's ruling, which is this is a fundamental right. It's not something, it doesn't matter whether or not the momentum is moving in that direction in the case of democracy. It's about the fact that, you know, whether or not it's moving in that direction, the Constitution grants a right. Obviously, there's going to be some disagreement on that. And on Selena's point, I don't think the two movements are mutually exclusive. In fact, there's still a lot of fighting to be done by the gay community um, on a lot of other issues, including overlapping ones with the Black Lives Matter movement and separate ones on employment non-discrimination and stuff like that. But anyways, I just wanted to say this is a historic day. I'm down here at the parade. Um, if you're listening to the show, this is still history, and you know we're glad that we finally have this right, and it's going to be a really exciting day, and we're going to rock out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Alyssa. Thank, thank you so much for calling in, Alyssa. We Alyssa is out here spreading the gay agenda. I know Carlos, you had something to say. Yeah, I just want to piggyback from Alyssa on 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 the le- on the legal aspect too, because it's true. This this week we saw an unprecedented reversal on the court's perception of dignity and the court's perception of indigent classes. Uh, we saw an update on you know how the constitutionality now will work on discrimination, how this, the uh, the constitution will interpret dignity, and I think that's. Inherently, this is still a very conservative ruling. I think everybody's kind of like looking into this this this, this idea that 
you know, the social justice or at least the uh, the social warriors are winning the battles, you know, and to that degree, you know, everybody you know assumes that it's a it's a very liberal you know progression in the uh, in the country, but it's still a conservative ruling. We're still just focusing on gay marriage. We're still focusing on an institution that legally is still binding between two people that are accustomed to cisgender. Uh, majorities, and the right now the next step in the battle will be about civil rights because all the people that are celebrating have been celebrating since Friday. Some of them will get fired on Monday. Some of them will not have yeah. jobs when they come in. Right. And that in itself, some of them will be kicked out of their apartments. Some of them will lose their homes. Some of them will have banks that will refuse to work with them because it's still the law of the land in certain places in this country where it's okay to discriminate based on religious belief. Thanks to Hobby Lobby, another Supreme Court case, it's completely okay for a corporation to have religious beliefs. How is that going to extend later to you know gay marriage, you know you know gay gay employees or gay or your people people who take in uh, medical policies from their corporations like Hobby Lobby or even Walmart? Well, thank you so much for that call. So that's very true. So I actually I wanted to do a little history lesson, but I, I kind of like the way the conversation is going. So I'm going to let the conversation just live. If you want to call in and give a comment, a question, or just like stare into the phone while I turn your mic off, the number is 212-650-6903. Again, that is 212-650-6903. Carlos, you made a very good point. There are people who on Monday, as they're drinking a gallon of water to like get to clean their system from all the whiskey <laughs> and all of the, the lemon drop shots they took over the weekend. I took like four of them on Friday, guys, by the way. They are delicious. Ooh. And I had four cupcakes. They are amazing. <laughs> Anyways, like they're going to come into work, very happy, ready to work, and the boss is going to go, well, you know, I didn't know you were one of those folks, so you got two weeks to get out of here. Yeah. And they're going to be people who, they're coming home from the parade, they're like having fun, and the little is going to go, hey, you got to get out of my apartment. You got to leave this place. And there are states who are going to pass laws to strengthen the ability for private and public entities to do this. Th th we are not out of the woods yet at all. And just to go back to what you were saying, Selena, she's right. There are a lot of people in the Black Lives Matter movement, Matters movement who have been saying that this, um, this, the, this ruling. the ruling is a distraction. So just to kind of get the conversation flowing in that direction, I wanted to say that yes and no. Yeah, no, because this is a huge victory, and you cannot you you sh you we really have no we shouldn't have space to criticize something as significant as someone's getting a basic right back. We really had to celebrate this. We don't get a lot of victories. Most of our victories are like paper victories, where they'll put they'll take the flag from the state office, put it up somewhere else, and shoot a black person and let the cop walk free. This is a hardcore victory. But yes, because like Carlos said, people are going to lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. Transgender communities are still one of the high. They have the highest unemployment rates. They still have the highest one of the highest suicide rates, especially with them people of color. The highest mortality rate too. They are the yeah. they are the people who are most targeted to be killed. Yeah, and I think I'm going to be. This is going to be a little controversial from my side, but I do think it's a distraction. I think it's not not just a distraction to Black Lives Matter, but it's also a distraction from transgender rights, because we're still just focusing on cisgender rights. We're still focusing on the fact. That two men can get married and two women can get married, but when we focus, for example, of people of color on transgender people of color, we're not having the conversation because we still haven't had the conversation about what does it mean to transition from one gender to another. That's a very good point, Carlos. So, guys, we do have to go on a quick break. When we come back, I'll be getting into Jackie because I know she has something to say, and we'll stay on this transgender topic. Selena looks super mad at me, but we're gonna go on a break. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard on ninety point three FM WHCR, the Voice of Harlem.
And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz here with Selena Hill, Jackie, Bass God, Trap Queen Cohen, and Carlos <laughs> Money Making Trap Go. Hey! Pasmino. And we are talking about the um, Supreme Court's decision to make same-sex marriage legal across the U.S. And our conversation left off on how this affects the Black Lives Matter movement or if this is just a distraction. I said yes and no. Carlos said yes. Jackie has words. Yeah, so I don't I, I don't want to say this is a distraction, but what I the point I want to make is that mm. I hope it doesn't distract people from the sense that we're not done, right? That, um, you know, there's there's intersectionality between all of these issues and they all affect one another. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, after the celebration is done this weekend are going to say, oh, you know, marriage equality, gay rights over. Like, we're done. We have gay rights. And um, Carlos brought up a really good point that just, you know, that marriage in itself is, you know, it, it should be something that everybody can opt into if they want to. But it's not something that everybody wants. And right. it doesn't just address the bigger gay rights issue as a whole. Things like discrimination and jobs yeah. and, and housing and, and just you know, and it doesn't bring up that. the racial issue either exactly. because, you know, get, the people who benefit the most out of marriage are usually white couples or, you know, or, or Asian couples. When it comes to people of color, we fundamentally do not have the same rights or even economic justice that can actually be able to be applied upon that union. And to right. add on into, in, in, into, into gay politics, that's another add-on that will continue to discriminate against them. Yeah, too. absolutely. And so I think the point that I wanted to make was that I hope that this doesn't serve yeah. as an excuse, you know, where people, for example, um, when Obama was elected, a lot of people thought, well, right. we have a black president right. now, so racism is right. over. And yeah. certainly we've learned that that is not true. And I hope that the same thing doesn't happen here, that everybody celebrates. And, you know, this is a huge victory and yeah. people should be so thrilled and so happy. But acknowledge the fact that the work is not over. And there's a lot of other issues that now that we have this, let's move on to the next thing. I think right. we'll be able to because unlike President Obama being black, it's still OK to talk, talk about not liking gay people. So oh, yeah. in this country, so it's, it'll like be a lot socially acceptable. Yes, yeah, thank right. you. Socially acceptable. So I, I think it'll be a lot harder for people to say, "Oh, the problem's over." When you have Rick Santorum saying you're going to hell because you like the same sex, right? So right. it'll be a little bit hard. But Selena, I did see you had something to yeah, say. Yeah, but but like with the nuance there, and like and and I've heard this argument. A lot of people will say like. It's not that I'm saying this, but I'm like quoting scriptures, or yeah. I'm just it's based on my religious beliefs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So like I'm not saying that it's it's justifiable, but I'm saying that a lot of people just like they don't find like that same connection. Well, I mean, they quoted scriptures to justify slavery too, and why black people treated like poorly. Well, so they, they also quote nature too. Yeah, you know, they say, oh, it's it's unnatural for you know blacks and whites to be married. It's unnatural for, you know, two men to be married or two uh, women to be married because God made nature. Meanwhile, <laughs> there are over 30 species that we know of that have like that have like um, homosexual yeah. relationships. So like this is not an, as unnatural as people like to think. So, mm -hmm. hey, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know that marriage is natural. Marriage I mean, it's is not, not marriage natural. Is not it's contractual. Even, it's a yeah. con right. Exactly. Very I don't know so. that it's a, a thing that you find in nature you know yeah, it's something right. that we came up with penguins so we can sort of change the rules however we want you said penguins get married and they're also gay yes. they, they get married no they don't get no, no oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay you confuse them with the penguin thing no Sorry. like they, they, they stay they usually stay with one mate for like their entire lifespan yeah. like the they're monogamous yeah, yeah, they're, yeah monogamous. they're monogamous yeah. okay got it and like got but it. you also have like same-sex penguin couples at the same time you don't see the penguin legislator trying to ban same-sex penguin monogamy yeah but i wanted to throw another topic in here and i want to shout out miss deborah for calling in and bring this up because i really wanted to discuss this as well so earlier this week while the president was speaking on some victories that he's done he's had and with 
within on policy and for LGBT rights. And LGBT activists interrupted the session in the White House, calling to bring, like, demanding the president release ten um, LGBT activists who are currently in prison at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. It was very. If you, you can find this video online, and we'll post it on our Facebook page and on Twitter for you if you want to see it as well. But the activists were shouting out to Obama to release them, and the president um, responded, "Well, like you know, this is not the time for this. You're not going to get hurt like this." The activists kept yelling, so the president said, "You know, you need to stop yelling, or I'm going to kick you out." Yeah. The activists kept. I, they, they kept being an exchange. People started to boo the activists, try to shot them down. Yeah. They started chanting Obama, Obama. This went on for a little bit, and then finally the president just called security on a person and kicked them out. The next day, the media jumped all over President Obama's back and was like, yeah, he's the man. He kicked somebody out. The following day, the media changed gears and said, <laughs> well, this is the trans activist. This is the person you should be cheering because like, this person was trying to speak up on issues that affect yeah. LGBT communities. Just to bring context, and you know, I I don't know where anybody really lies in this issue. I thought it was incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, and I think you know what what the, what the media reaction was the ne- the day after Obama kicked out this uh, this uh, uh, this activist out was unwarranted. It was I've never seen, well the, Obama has always had a a proclivity to you know address hecklers in a very I I always think in a good fat in a good way. But when it comes to immigrant activists, when it comes to trans right. activists, right. he's incredibly dismissive. You know, he's okay with people saying, you know, uh, you know, why why aren't you involving on, on gay marriage or, you know, why, you know, you know, uh, you know, the drone issues. He was like, oh, you know, he has a legitimate point, he has a legitimate point. And then when it comes into trans issues or it comes into immigration issues, he's he always kicks them out. And look, my my overall point is I was at, I was happy that the media turned a 180 the day after because it wasn't the media having like this kind of like vain kind of like dismissal of Obama. It was actually a legitimate question as to, well, now we read the research of who this person is and there is an actual issue where if you're trans and you're an immigrant and you don't have any legal status, when you're under the tension, you are subjected to some of the worst treatment possible because it's an add-on of the add-on of the indiscriminate uh, uh, treatment that you receive under confinement and also under transphobia. Right. So I'm certainly wanted to comment on that. I'll wait till you're done. Yeah, no, I just, I just wanted to say that um, even though it, it is disrespectful and it, like there's a certain place for for certain things. Like, and I do have right. a certain appreciation for people who um, act in civil disobedience and speak out in this way. I personally don't wouldn't do that because I think that you know, from my stance, I'd rather do other things to to promote the issue, but. I don't know. It goes hand in hand. But I think that what, you know, what is working? Like nothing, yeah. you know? So <laughs> it's, you know, it's easy for me to say, sit back and be like, oh, I never would have disrespected the president in that way. But I'm a cisgendered white person um, of privilege. I'm not undocumented. I'm not a trans woman. Um, and, you know, to, and those are two, you know, separately, those are two groups of people that experience a tremendous amount of discrimination um, and nothing is working. And so, again, you know, talking about, you know, progress being made, how long do we have to wait? But I mean, this so 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 Stonewall being becoming a landmark and the SCOTUS ruling, SCOTUS ruling, you said there's no progress. Isn't that progress? Progress is being made, but it's it's slow. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, um, well, something like marriage equality happened sort of towards the tail end, you know, the past few years, it's been picking up quicker and quicker. Um, and I think there was sort of a scale that was tipped. Um, it's it's different issues, you know, and for, right. I mean, it wasn't a quick, certainly wasn't a quick fix, right? Well, I, I, just to, to, I guess, bring it back to it from, from my opinion on the topic, and we do have a call on the line that I want to get to as well. So 
Carlos, you, you made a mention that the president seems to be dismissive when it comes to issues that affect immigration or LGBT people or people of color in general when it comes to speak up on an issue, right? And um, so I, I want to respectfully disagree with that. And I want to say that I, I found what she did both problematic but making sense. So here's, so here's why it makes sense to me. Because like Zachy said, if you've been trying to be heard all these other ways, what other options do you have but to go and interrupt the president on that scale mm-hmm. to get his attention? However, this when when you say dismissive, I would disagree because if you see the heckler or any time the president has been heckled, like he engaged the person. He's like, all right, I get the point, but this isn't the time and the place mm-hmm. to do this. This is my house. Can you please calm down? Can you please bring your voice down? And the person did not do that. Then he tried to ask them again. This person started talking over them. That's his house, one. Right. And two, like, he didn't dismiss her, say it wasn't important. He just said, oh, I understand. We can talk about this later. So maybe if she would have just, like, kept, Look, like, just stay quiet. Direct or like, action, direct him, action is never polite. No, yeah. no, no. No, direct action is never polite. But I don't, like, I'm not questioning direct action never being polite. I'm saying that I don't think that he was wrong for kicking her out. Because if you're going to do a direct action, right. there are reactions to direct action. Right. And that's what it was. And he gave her plenty of leeway before then. Right. So I don't, I don't think it's fair to bash him. I think actually her getting kicked out, like succeeded in what she was trying to do, bring attention to the cause. But if you really want to have a conversation with the president, you were never going to have it that way. But, but looking into how they pick, for example, some of these, uh, and I don't want to, you know, waste the uh, caller's time either. I just, mm-hmm. This is going to be really quick. You know, look how you know these processes come when you're invited to the White House. Mm-hmm. You have to be a top leader of a certain community at a certain point, mm-hmm. and even the picture of the, of this trans. Uh, uh, activist is one that is representative of, of the kind of like thorough vetting process that goes into being invited to the White House. Right. I was invited to the White House once. I didn't go because I do not like to be targeted. I don't like to be put in a spreadsheet that says he is the ideal minority that I want to bring over here. I'd be happy to be the ideal minority to go to the White House. <laughs> yeah, I'm Carlos, I'm glad you passed I up that, that, that. I find that to be offensive. That's that <laughs> but again, that, that's <laughs> just... Offended by it. That is, Getting that's that just White me. House invitation Carlos offended is you. handsome and intelligent and bilingual, and it offends him when people notice that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Basically. I hear that. But we do have a caller on the line. I want to give Miss Deborah a chance to let her voice be heard on this topic. Miss Deborah. Hi, guys. Listen, first of all, he, the person was in the White House, okay? You're not supposed to do that. This is not the first time someone else did that to the first lady, and she asked the people in the audience, who do you want to hear, them or me? And then they said, we want to hear you. They were escorted out. You don't do that. Sherry, when he was speaking several years ago, they tased that guy. All right? People have this thing where they feel like they can take liberties with this president, and I can't wait for somebody nice and white and real straight-laced to really show them what time it is. The same way when they when they were asking about immigration and people were like yelling at him. I forgot where he was, but he was somewhere outside. He didn't mind talking to them, but you can't you cannot ask the president of the United States to talk to you and then you're gonna talk all over him. If that's the case, go out in the street. Go oh. out in the streets. Because that's where they feel that they are when they're speaking to him. So and obviously we have, like, thank you so much for calling, first of all, Ms. Zebra. And if you guys want to call in, the number is 212-650-6903. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And we are obviously talking about um, the legalization of same-sex marriage in all states. And just, I guess, some of the things that come with that, that discrimination, the actions, the right. voices that can be heard, the interpretations. And what we were just discussing in particular was the trans activist who interrupted a White House event right. and was um, escorted out. So, I mean, we talked about, like, how she reacted to the president, and that was very important, but I think the underlying issue, which we ended up getting to, is that this, get, like, legalizing same-sex marriage does not solve all the problems, and one of those problems we just highlighted was trans undocumented people right. who are now, in the, who have been locked up, and now if someone identifies as 
female, but then you put them in a the male prison because our our government has not yet like acclimated to these to these these changes, and now like they're victims of rape, of of of, of violence, of just general discrimination, as so many other trans people who are in prison now, as one of our guests who we had a couple of months ago was as well. Like that's that's very problematic. So now, how do we go about making sure these issues stay on the forefront because everyone's so busy patting, patting themselves on the back about this same-sex victory? Well, I think taking this specific example of um, this trans person um, who's undocumented sort of, quote-unquote, speaking out of place, right? I mean, that we have to sort of remember that this is a real issue. There, it's like life-or-death consequences here. Yeah. You know, this is like an immediate, like, there's a lot of things to fear that... Um, are very urgent, and I think that the trans community in general in this in this movement has sort of been neglected, right? And um, we haven't really, um, and we're starting to see more conversation right. about trans life and the trans community, and just what um, you know. There's there's starting to be a greater understanding, but that yeah. needs to move forward um and there needs to be more discussion about it there needs to be Definitely. more action not just discussion you know that's sort of the theme yeah. this this week of not just talking about it but then what are we going to do to protect these people to enact their rights to make sure that they have the same rights as other people and to right. consider them human beings like everybody else so you know and that's, gay, gay marriage doesn't end at the supreme court and trans rights doesn't end with bruce jenner exactly we, <laughs> you need to you need to make sure that you know, we make we idealize or create this broad canvas about what it means to be trans, what it means to be gay in this country, and it is a broad, multicolored canvas, yeah. and it affects so many facets of our lives. It affects so many facets of their lives too. You know, this is this is not just the movement of the gay marriage of, of gay marriage. It's not just the movement of Bruce Jenner. This is the movement for everybody. I want to I want to jump in. This is the last question because we have to close this out, guys. But I've had this debate with, with plenty of friends in plenty of spaces. Um, it's some, a lot of sometimes it seems to people in the Black Lives Matter movement, or just talking to people of color in general, that it is a lot easier to openly advocate and be vocal and fight for LGBT rights than it is to fight for rights that affect specifically people of color. Mm -hmm. Do you see that, and how do we change it, Jackie? Yes, I definitely see that, and I think that it's because you can be a white cisgendered male and gay right so mm -hmm. there's and people you know that was a big um sort of shift in the gay rights movement was a lot of gay people came out to mm -hmm. their friends and family mm -hmm. and people started realizing oh people that i didn't know that i'm related to that i'm friends with that i work with are gay right um and like we said earlier you know it's a lot easier to be a rich white person and never have to communicate or interact with a person of color and sort of move away from them and um, distance yourself and never have those interactions. And I think that that's a big, that's the big distinction between the two is that with the gay rights movement, um, you know, straight people recognize the fact that, oh, people in my own home might be gay. Right. So right. this affects all of us. Um, but they, those same people don't necessarily interact with people of color. And so they, it's not in their, in the forefront of their mind that there's a real issue happening. Selena, no. I see you, you see. Yeah, no, that, that's true. And, and it sort of reminds me of the feminist movement where um, it, it took a while for feminists, mainstream feminists, especially white feminists, to recognize that being a woman of color means so much 
much more and that you would have to have that that's like mm-hmm. that deserves its own department its own attention and its own separate movement because it's it's almost like how can you be they, like women of color never felt included when it right. came to white right. women and feminists because they it's just there's a huge disconnect mm-hmm. and it seemed like you know the mainstream women who had that privilege didn't really take right. the time to understand and to connect with women of color to find out what it means to be a woman right. of color and how right. they also, should um, sh- to help them. It, there's also a class disagreement. There's also a class uh, conflict, too, because yeah. it is different to be a white feminist who happens to be rich or, you know, someone like Beyonce, who's a, a very wealthy uh, you know, a person of color who happens to be, you know, who happens to be. Always talking about feminist. Beyonce, Carlos. Look, Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce managed to at least, you know, create or at least demystify this idea that all feminists hate men. I, and I, I commend that because that's the greatest problem that 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 you know that comes in with the MRA people. Like, oh, feminists hate men. No, they don't. They don't. You know, in fact, femini- The reason why men are feminists is because we understand that we're also victims of patriarchy but that's a conversation for a different day when it comes to gay uh rights and it comes to the gay liberation movement there is a problem between genders and certain genders have much more power and money and authority to be able to suit supreme court to be able to get heard by the courts that's That's true it all goes back to that privilege and power and privilege so guys we have a special way to end the show this week so Alyssa is not here Um, we were supposed to have a dreamer and duo but unfortunately we had to change that at the last minute I just want to close this out and I want to do um, a a quick rant on the confederate flag and the pride flag so um, just to finish this segment out we we talked about all the conversations about having conversations about having conversations (laughs) about race so we just had a conversation that we need to have a conversation about LGBT rights. No more conversations. Let's just get things going. Um, same-sex marriage for everyone, wonderful. There's still a lot of issues that we need to pay attention to. First of all, how many people listening to the show right now know what cisgendered means? Look it up in a dictionary. That's a start. But we're not going to go on break, guys. I'm going to close it out this way. This is a very special, special message that I have for people who have been making Facebook posts and Twitter posts and article posts and, and TV posts about how this world is becoming hypocritical because you have to take down the Confederate flag, but it's okay to wave the pride flag. And I saw this, actually, in an article from a police officer who lost his job because he took a picture of himself in nothing but a Confederate flag boxer shorts. And posted it on Facebook and he lost his job. And someone commented, they said, it's a shame when you can't show up a Confederate flag that shows pride for an army and a country, but you can hang up a gay flag which talks about sodomy and spread HIV and cause all of these problems. So, let me get my rant ready because it has (laughs) been a while. Let's talk about the two flags. Let's talk about what they represent, actually. So, one flag, and I won't say which one is which, means inclusiveness and love and equal rights, and no judgment, and togetherness. And another flag means we believe that the white country is superior to all other races and that it should stay that way, and that the South should be able to continue to have slavery. And we also believe that since we have a president who may not support slavery in the U.S. anymore, we are going to commit treason by seceding from the Union. And once we do that, we are going to wage a war so that we can win the right to perpetuate slavery in the South and wherever we want. And do be noted that the flag that hangs up right now is not the actual Confederate flag. It's a flag for Nashville in like recognition of the, right. of the Confederacy. But that flag came back into pop 
into popularity in the 1900s when the movie The Birth of a Nation came out, which was a horrible movie depicting African Americans in a disgusting way. And that was the, the rebirth of the Confederacy because we all know the Confederacy lost some power in the late 1800s and it came rising back in the 1900s. And since then, that flag has been used as a message. We don't want segregation. We don't, we don't want integration. We want segregation. Black people are not equal. White supremacy is here to stay. We respect the people who committed a, a, a country crime to break away and fight for that. The Confederate flag and the pride flag are not the same thing. And if you for some reason believe that you can hold up your Confederate flag with pride and that you have love for your country, let me tell you what would happen to you if you did that somewhere else. You'd be beheaded or put in jail or shot or both because it is against the law. You are disrespectful. You lost. If you can't let go of a flag that perpetuates nothing but hate, then I feel sorry for you. But I will tell you, I will happily burn and pee all over your symbol of hate. So, guys, if you're wondering how I feel about the flag, the Confederate flag, that's what I feel. And if you're wondering what we should put up in its place, put up the pride flag because we should love and support everyone. And slavery and oppression and bigotry should die and go away just like all those losing Confederate soldiers. We'll be back next week. And when we come back, we will be talking about all the things we talk about, which is politics, social issues, and trying to leave here early so we can go drink with all of our friends this is let your voice be heard we love you stay classy Bye.